It's your favorite Disney movie of all time. It's the one you've been waiting for. And now, it's finally here on video cassette. Walt Disney's masterpiece, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It's the classic story of a beautiful princess. Who is the fairest one of all? Snow White. Snow White. The evil queen who would stop at nothing to destroy her. Poison apple. Have a bite. Then I'll be fairest in the land. The queen, Snow White. And the seven dwarfs who came to the rescue. We gotta save her. It's the first time on video for Snow White. Sleepy, Doc, Bashful, Happy, Grumpy, <laughs> Dopey, and <laughs> Sneezy. <laughs> now you can experience all the magic, mush, and all the fun of the greatest animated motion picture of all time. Walt Disney's timeless classic, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Now on video cassette for a very limited time. Don't miss your chance to share Disney's masterpiece with your family. Hey. Hi. It's time for uh, the dwar movie it's dwarf time. Oh. It's movie humping time. Death to death to all traitors. Death to all traitors. And uh, we're keeping up with our theme this month of March uh -huh. uh, for animation overdose, I call it. Okay. So anything that isn't a part of movie roulette or a new movie or part of our randomly generated movies that we're going to do, which mm -hmm. our first one will come soon, it is, we're going to be talking about an animated movie. I have a confession to make or just like a thing I may have never told you about myself. Like a taxi cab confession? Um, no, It's not dirty. Sorry. Yeah. It's related to animated films. That's I, a dog. You heard a dog. That's a dog. <laughs> you hear that? If you hear that snorting she sound. She has a little breathing issue because she eats dirt and it she, gets in her nose. She's, she's a little groundhog. Hey, she let me. Is, actually, I'm going to. You going to show her? Yeah, I'm going to show her. Come this here. is BB. This is our baby BB. Look at her. <laughs> Look at BB. She's the cutest. She's half beagle, half, half Rottweiler. Rottweiler. She just looks like a tiny Rottweiler. Yeah, she's a little fat <laughs> potato of a Rottweiler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's one. That's one of the dogs. That's one. We only get one per episode. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, what is your confession? I, at a certain age, started pretty much, like, hating watching animated movies. Really? And I don't know if it was, like, my brother was four years younger than me, so, like, maybe, like, when he was, he was still, like, getting into stuff and I was maybe wanting to be more mature or whatever, I don't know. But when we would pick movies, I, my rule would truly be, like, it has to have people in it. Oh. Uh. So we watched a lot of, like... Bed knobs and broomsticks, things like that that were That's like, like half hybrid. And half. Yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Cool World. Cool World. Okay, listen. Cool World <laughs> came at a time. What year did Cool World come out? That's like late nineties, mid to late, late 90s? 90s. Yeah. I feel like it was more formative than that for me. Because it was a very young Brad Pitt. Isn't that movie famously Kim shitty? Basinger? Oh, totally shitty. I don't know if I've ever watched it, it all the like way through. Sexy. Mm. To a kid who used to sneak sneak out of her room at night and stay up watching like 
USA Up All Night kind of shows. Oh, cool World yeah, was sexy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What did so, I? Th- what did I think was sexy as a kid? Probably like April O'Neil from the Ninja Turtles. Oh, cartoon. sure, sure. You know, I had or a huge, Master Splinter. Uh, and another another cartoon related confession. Yeah. Uh, so so what I'm saying is like for years I just didn't watch any cartoons. Um, my first like. One of my first crushes was Robin Hood, the fox. The fox. Mm-hmm. So that was when you were young. And I think that's like pretty normal. I feel like there's also a group of girls or people uh, younger than me who was like Aladdin well, we've for g- them or something. But mine yeah. was the fox. Well, we've gone through well, last the when we did our uh, what was the movie animated movie we talked about before? Haunted Mansion. No. no. <laughs> Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Trans- I went through a list of all the cartoon characters I found sexy. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham from Robin Hood is pretty hot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, speaking of the Ninja Turtles cartoon, yeah. Krang. No, stop it. Fucking no. smoke show. <laughs> I was a Papa Smurf fan. When we did discuss Hotel Transylvania, you were a little annoyed at the zing. At the zing. At the zing subplot. The idea that this is your true love, your one true love. Are you going to draw a line right now? <laughs> I think there's an obvious line. Isn't this kind of the movie that set off all yeah. of that anime? The princessification of ch- childhoods? It, it it. And I watched this a lot when I was little. Like, this was part of what built that within me as being a child growing up in the 80s. I hadn't seen I I was probably a child the last time I saw this. I must have been as well. There were actually, I just didn't remember some of the bits, obviously. I didn't There's remember, a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just didn't remember that's the way it went, you know? Like, I thought it was, like, more story somehow. Like, I guess in my mind it was such a great thing when i was little that it became bigger than it was everyone knows the most basic story of snow white yeah that's all the really all the story we got here as far as like intricate storyline you can't say that this is a very plot heavy movie no not at all but you got to contextualize it at the time the first full-length feature animated movie this is most most animated features were like Five to ten minutes, right? Have you said the words Snow White and the Seven Dwarves yet? Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> I don't think you have. You know what else we haven't said? <laughs> what? Our names. Oh. Oh, yeah. Ever. Okay. Like, this is our third recording. I thought recording. we said them last time. This is our third recording. Okay, we'll do it now. I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela. There you go. Okay. So, yes, we're talking about the 1937 movie, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah. And um, <laughs> when I was born, this movie was 43 years old. Wow. I'm about to be 43 years old. Like, I've been alive as long as this movie existed before I existed. Wow. That's some heavy math there for you. I remember when we were kids, you know, in the 80s and 90s, it was kind of a big deal when, like, you can just log on to Disney Plus and watch all these now. But now, when we yeah. were kids, they would... Be like every six years they'll re-release a VHS of mm-hmm. this, and it was like super collectible. And some of those old clamshell VHS ones are still kind of collectible. We have like twelve of them in there. Yeah, they we technically ha- belong to my brother. Yeah the the black diamond ones, right? Isn't that what they are? I don't know, but we have the cover of the Lion King with the penises on it. Yeah, and the Little Mermaid Dick Castle. That's what I'm talking about. 
Yeah. I said the Lion King. I meant the Lion King says like sex or whatever in the sky. Like we have all of those original movies before they were fixed. And I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, um, in uh, in Transylvania, Hotel Transylvania, we talked about how it's hard to make movies. It's a whole uh, community has to essentially come together. And your director is like your leader, your mayor that kind of points things out and and especially in these animated movies but for this movie to make something like this oh this God. was true labor i mean walt disney the who produced the movie um of course cuz this is a walt disney production mm-hmm. he, you think of it more like a cult leader mm. putting putting the work cuz you got to imagine how mundane this is to animate this yeah you have to believe you're doing something important it's really it really was taking it to the next level yeah and and there's a lot of uh old the old cartoonists of the day there are many that came uh that were you know cartoonists in their own right maybe they did comic strips and then they worked for disney throughout the years sure disney did not have like a solid reputation amongst the type of cartoonist types that once worked for them that maybe had more creative drives in other directions. Mm. There were a lot of people that wanted to leave it. There were a lot of people that maybe got paid very well, but it was hard fucking work. You're basically a factory worker. Yes. Producing someone else's vision over and over and over and over and over again. And yeah, unless you like buy into that wholeheartedly, like this is important to you also somehow, like a cult, then, like, that's fucking mind-numbing, depressing work. They called it the Mouse Factory. That's yeah. what they called it. So so they would do things. The artists, when they weren't, like, spending hours and hours animating, mm-hmm. they would do shit like draw crude drawings and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To kind of entertain each other and break the monotony of the of the the zippity doodah bullshit that they're constantly having to draw over and over and over again. Well, and, and, and not only for each other, right? Like to like get one over on the man. Yes. And yeah. that's why in a lot of Disney stuff going way back from the nineties, back decades on some things, you can see little things. It's like, is that a fucking boner? Like drawn in the wall there. Is that like, uh, there was, I, I heard a story. One Like there's so many of those. If you know how to mm-hmm. look, I think there's an image, what is it, from Fantasia, where, like, a spout coming out looks like a dick pissing. Oh, and then sure. you got the Little Mermaid boner castle. Yep. And Well, and also, the priest gets a huge boner during the wedding in the Little Mermaid. There's, like, a couple things. There's a story once where, like, in the Enchanted Castle uh, at the theme park, the original theme park, that some set painters painted, like, Nazis, like, on the top of it. What? But from far away, since you're not close, it, it just, just looks, looks like, like people? looks like King's Guards. But if you looked close, they were like they had literally painted Nazis. And that's not to be like we love Nazis. It's to it was to it be was like, like can we get away with this? This is this is it's representing the intense control that weird counterculture that even amongst the rigid Disney factory mm-hmm. kind of like went through. And then you. And then if you uh, look back on, there was uh, this old underground comic, and I think it came out in the late 60s, called The Air Pirates. Mm. And these cartoonists, I think they were out of San Francisco, um, just straight up drew Disney characters, like cursing and having sex and all this stuff. And it was just like the stuff 
the the pure the puritanical nature of Disney inspired just uh, you know how would you rip something that is trying to just be so perfect you just make it dirty and you pervert it in any minute way you can and you know those that boner castle vhs box is actually worth some resale money because of of that and uh and that's kind of that's what i love the history of old animation yeah like the style of this and stuff is actually kind of right up my alley in terms of the things that I really enjoyed as a kid and mm-hmm. what I got into as a kid and, and and the labor really comes through when you're like, there's a part when you see rain coming down near oh, the yeah. climax and those raindrops are hand drawn. They draw on that raindrop right here and they're having to draw it like every fraction of a second yeah. going down that frame. Yeah. And you were talking about how um, like Snow White's features seem so, She's like washed out almost. Yeah. Like she doesn't have a lot of detail, but every like the the witch does when she, when she becomes an, an evil witch especially. But mm. even when she's a regular witch, she has more features than the prince and Snow White. Yeah. Both are very like plain. Yes. And I almost thought about that later like like almost so that if they're sort of plain, you can almost like superimpose upon them. It's almost like an everyman like you can like put your own face in there because it doesn't really look like anybody. That's, I mean, that's a good point. Um, in, in a way. And also it's just kind of like that, like, like a light is right on. Like you said, they're kind of like washed out looking and that's kind of almost indicative of, you know, she had a look and a style that was indicative of like, uh, silent movies. You had mentioned that. You're totally right. She looks like Clara Bow. Yeah. And like the way the lights hit, the lights hit, but also you'll notice, even though their features were sparse, and there's kind of a reason. And I, I grew up like drawing comics and obsessed with cartoons and animation. So I am kind of, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I, I probably, you know a lot. the thing about it is if you, like you're drawing a face, right? Mm-hmm. Just approaching a cartoon style, the more lines you add to something, the older something looks. So if you oh, minimize these features, baby, baby, and you utilize just enough features to make out that that's a human being and her and the prince, like they look very young. They look like they're like 20, 21 years when old. When you look at her straight on, she doesn't have a nose. Yes. She has like slits, but there's no nose until she turns. Yeah. Like that's weird to that, me. That's what's fascinating to me about cartooning and stuff is like. Mm-hmm. What you can minimize to trigger the brain to make it make sense of what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. When you're really paying attention to Snow White's face, it's like it's like she's missing her nose. But when you're just when you were kids and we're just watching Never it, our, our it. brains just kind of put it all together. Yeah. But you'll notice how the more humanoid, full grown humans were animated very meticulously. The way they walked, the way they moved around. It looked very different than say the dwarfs and the critters yeah. because like the way the dwarfs look, they're, they're the lines seem much deeper in their features, and the the woodland critters and all their hijinks. That was kind of more. That was a uh, an easier, a more common approach in cartooning at that time. It was probably easier and more fun to draw like the rabbits and the deers oh, and yeah. the dwarves. They were more fun to watch than it was to yeah to draw Snow White, who had to meticulously move. 
as though she were a human being. And you got to just think about how just watching those characters walk around Prince Charming and Snow White, that was, that was so layered and meticulous to make them look human like that. Well, and you saying that makes me think honestly more impressive than the way they moved. I thought was the way the step, the wicked stepmother queen moved Yeah, because she had like double cape. Like she had like a dress with a cape and then she also had like a big cape and the way it like flowed when she's walking down the stairs. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Fantastic. Like, oh, and um, I also, we were talking about how there's certain parts when like, when, when she's turning into the wicked witch that's going to go give the apple or at the beginning when she's looking um into the mirror, there's bits that are blurry. Yeah, they've got this smoke that's like moving and it's waving everything around, mm-hmm. especially at the very beginning with the magic mirror. That's all hand drawn. It's amazing. Unreal. But they even thought to go, oh, well, this would be in focus and this wouldn't because you're supposed to look at this as though it was a camera. Yeah. Like it's so smart and well done. Of course, yeah. you don't notice that as a kid. And, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of because where animation has gone nowadays, you know, a lot of the animation is outsourced to other countries like Indonesia and places like that. It's a lot more simplified, you know, at least cutting corners to do just enough to make it representative that you see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it does seem like since the 60s, like the most common animation has kind of kind of reduced in a way. And I'm not real. I mean, it sounds like I'm complaining about it. And not really. I mean, there's some things that everything is like computer generated now, but. Most things. There was a huge deal made a couple years ago about a movie that was claymation. Yeah. And was really claymation. Yeah, yeah. And that hadn't been done in a while. Was it that Trolls movie? Not the cartoon thing, but like box trolls or something. Yes, something like that. It's like the Wallace and Gromit guy, I think. Yeah, I think it is the same guy. And so it was a huge deal because it was like, oh, people don't do this shit anymore. Well, apparently Guillermo del Toro is doing some kind of adaptation of a book that's going to be in a stop motion style. Really? And I think he did a Pinocchio that was kind of like that fairly recently. Coraline would have been so. Coraline is Coraline was pretty much like that. It's the same guy that did. uh, James the Giant Peach and oh, they did so- Nightmare stop Before animation Christmas. Or stop so yeah, it okay. still rears its head. Really, they don't do this like oh, they no. used yeah, to. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were people who worked at Disney who worked at the Mouse Factory that this fucking you know a lot of people uh, ended up hating doing this shit and would move on, and so they would cycle through these artists and but Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Um, we all know the story of Snow White, right? Yeah. Well, she's she's like a princess, right? Yeah. Do you mean to do it in like thirty seconds? Yeah, go ahead. So Snow White is a princess. Her father married this woman who became the queen. Her wicked stepmother. I guess her dad's dead. They don't really say. There's always a dead parent somewhere. The stepmother queen wants to be the fairest in the land, and she has this mirror that's magic and tells her who the fairest in the land is. And every day it's her, but she's been worried that it's going to be her stepdaughter. So she's already got her stepdaughter, who she knows is going to be pretty, wearing rags and being a maid, but she's still pretty. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't stop you from being pretty. Yeah. So eventually... Did the mirror wait till she was like 18? This is what I was going to say. <laughs> I think it was when I mean back in the day probably or 16. Or maybe 16, yeah. I think I think it was truly like a like a coming of age thing and it was like okay today she's the prettier than you. Like she's now the fairest in the land because mm. she can be because she's old enough to be. I think that's how it kind of goes cuz always she would have been. So yeah. um so then she's like got to kill her. 
So she has the Huntsman, who I really thought was a much more fleshed out character because in my mind he was, but he basically just showed up and he's like, I can't kill her. And she's like, you're going to kill her or I'm going to kill you kind of yeah. thing. And so he takes Snow White and she actually gets to dress up. And at first I was like, that's weird. I never thought about that. Like she has to wear rags, but now she's dressed up when she's leaving. But we were talking about it and I think it must be because she is a princess so if you're going to let her go out of the castle, you got to make her look good, even if you hate her. Yeah. Right. So anyway, he can't kill her because he loves her. Uh, well, you know, as the princess, they all love her. Everyone loves her. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so she runs away. He's like, get out of here. I can't kill you. She runs away. She's very scared in the forest. And then this is where you get the whole, like, all the animals love Snow White thing because she's, like, scared in the woods and all the animals come out. The deer, the bunnies, the turtles that live in the forest. Even the turtles. Um birds yeah chipmunks it truly was like the cast of all the movies to come it was like bambi uh chippendale or whatever rescue rangers and the, you notice that the evil robin hood the evil queen had animals drawn to her but it was like crows and buzzards yeah and yeah the bad the bad animals were drawn to her uh and so the birds eventually like they make friends they sing a song and then um they show her she's like where can i stay i can't sleep in a nest or in the ground everything she says rhymes yeah. No one else is like that, really. But yeah. everything she says rhymes, which mm. I never noticed either until now. Uh, and so they take her to the dwarves' house. They end up doing this whole cleaning of the dwarves' house because it's a mess. She thinks they're children. The dwarves come home from work where they have a million diamonds in a mine that they're just all day just picking out. Yeah, where are and they storing they all this loot? They've just where got a hoard. This money? I know. Like, what's up with that? I will say, like... Um, traditionally amongst, you know, uh, little people, actual people who are dwarves, um, who, or have a dwarfism condition or whatever, uh, they don't look very kindly upon this movie. This movie sure. is not, has not helped, uh, the perceptions of that community, as you can imagine. And Makes it's sense. really only like fairly recently that people are starting to kind of be more understanding. I think Disney was going to, I mean, maybe they still are. That they were planning on doing a live action version of this, like they've been doing with all their shit. And Peter Dinklage like called him out, and was like, oh, "Here we go, fuck y'all," you know. You know, and so old old Dinklage was like, "No, nah, I don't think so, fam." Mm. So we don't know what the status of that is. Obviously, I don't think they would. Um, like when Snow White walks in and she sees their beds, she thinks they're kids. Yeah, she thinks they're children. She's like, oh, these poor children, they must not have a mother because their dishes are dirty and their clothes are yeah. dirty and their house is dirty. And so they clean up. She puts well, some stew she, on. Well, she commands all the animals yeah, to the do Yeah, the animals it. help clean. She doesn't do shit. The she animals does. do everything. What We don't see her actually do. She says, far you as, do this and you do this and I'll get the broom. Like, she... As far as we know, a fucking beaver or some shit made that soup, you know? We okay, don't well, know. We didn't see her Okay, well, she sang to them and gave them the inspiration <laughs> they needed to clean the house. I don't fucking know. But I do know that in the middle of this, every time the animals tried to do something like sweep the dust under the rug or hide the dirt instead of take it outside i was like don't do that and then snow white would yeah. tell them don't do that and i realized that like maybe this movie not only fucked up my view of love but also my necessity to clean yeah well thank god one of us has that <laughs> i've lightened up a little bit <laughs> me, me too yeah. i've gotten better you've gotten better and i've gotten a little more chill about it we've had to um, meet halfway on that but I know. uh but so... You know, the evil queen looked like a Judd, you know? 
Oh yeah, when Doesn't she, she look like evil queen? Yeah, I, she which she looked great. Um, yeah, but yeah, I Her felt like she looked very like, like 80s. She looked like one of the Judds. And yeah, and uh, and also when Snow White sees the beds, you notice they're uh, they're pushed together. <laughs> I did notice that they really are. The dwarf beds <laughs> are pushed together. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're siblings. You know, I don't. I, don't I mean, think we so. don't know. They could be. Now, name these dwarves. Go ahead. Okay. Name them all. Doc, Sneezy, Bashful, Dopey, Grumpy, Sleepy, and... Happy. You didn't give me a second. I'm sorry. It's fine. I don't know if I would have gotten it. Because I wasn't looking at a list. Happy's the one that everyone forgets. He doesn't He doesn't get that much. Like, everyone else's personality trait is so whatever. Like, if you ask me which one is giggly, I would say bashful. Like, yeah. I wouldn't think of happy. Which one even is happy? And then you had humpy, crazy, and sexy. You know? They sleep in the basement. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Dwarves come home from a day of work, and interesting memory that I had flipped around, Snow White's the one that sings Whistle While You Work when the animals yeah. are cleaning up the room, and the dwarves sing Hi-Ho, Hi-Ho, It's Off to Where We Go, but that is not the same song. In my mind, I think it was parts of the same song. You know, you could imagine, based on what I was talking about earlier, that when she was singing the Whistle While You Work song, mm -hmm. I was thinking about the animators. And how oh, sure. Walt Disney or the director, <laughs> as a different director, um, it's showing in our scroll here on our screen, uh, that that I imagine that maybe they were singing this song while animators were uh, well, I think you said <laughs> throwing fingers Dis moving. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Like Walt Disney walking around. David Hand Whistle is the director. While you work. Yeah. Yes. That would be so patronizing. I mean, that's an easy song to get sick of, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take long. No. I think hearing it once, I was like, I was good on that. What's your favorite song from this movie? Uh, I never, it's a deep cut one. And I think I only liked it because I did not remember it at all. When they were washing themselves and they were doing like the. Oh, you didn't remember that? I never, yeah. I'd, yeah. I had no like memory of that That's one of the few song. I remembered. Wow. Well, I guess because, I don't know why. Well, there's hi-ho, off it. to work we go. I remembered whistle while you work, hi-ho, it's off to work. So my favorite one, though, is the Wishing Well song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually uh, listened to it today that because is a... I wanted to, like, listen to it. You know, it was back in the <laughs> it was back in those times, too, where, like, that warbly way of singing yeah. was more common. I'm wishing. Like, it, it's very, like. It It feels, yeah. like, old-timey in this in this day and age. You don't. You don't hear you you're hearing people wanting to hit that perfect pitch, but like, yeah, when you look at older shit, older movies where the sound is in the movie, early, like the early mm -hmm. films, um, talkies, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's when women sing, it does get warbly. Like mm -hmm. uh, that was just a pretty good style back then. There's actually lyrics to that song that I don't think I ever understood. Because you know, when mm. you're a kid, you just kind of mumble the bits you don't know, or you make up your own stuff. But because she goes so high and is so warbly, I think you, I, I don't think until last night did I ever really hear all the words to that song. Right. Like it's kind of crazy. But anyway, okay. So they the dwarves come home and they think there's a monster in their house because them lights are on, and so they go into the house and they make 
Dopey go upstairs and try to see, and he sees like, oh, Snow White's gone to sleep, right? Because she yeah. got so tired from cleaning. For, so commanding all like, the animals to do her bidding. Yeah. Yawning in the bed, and he thinks it's a ghost. And so he goes downstairs and says it's a monster, and they're like, well, what's it doing? And he says it's sleep. Well, he doesn't say anything because Dopey doesn't talk, but he's like, <sighs> and so they are like, let's go kill the monster right now. They go upstairs to kill her. Obviously, she wakes up. She's a beautiful princess. Everyone is immediately enamored with her, except for Grumpy, because he's got to be stubborn. He was. I felt like Grumpy was the only normal one in this movie. And mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that each dwarf represented some kind of debilitating psychological or intellectual condition. Even here. Happy? Happy may be like just very manic. Maybe we can't remember him because he's normal. Happy was more of the normal ones, but Dopey... Is obviously has some kind of intellectual disability. Yeah, Dopey. And so they decided to, maybe like stunted. They decided to call him Dopey because he didn't have a beard. He only had one tooth. Like, yeah, he kind of seemed like sleep, sleep, sleepy. Is is obviously has a narcoleptic, uh, or maybe his blood sugar is way off. Maybe he has an untreated diabetic condition. Uh, thyroid. Thyroid issues. Probably. Um, you had sneezy. Obvious, hay fever. He said he has hay fever. Well, intense allergy condition, uh, intense allergies, which I know suck. Mm-hmm. I know suck. Who else? Who else do we got? Uh, um, sexy is too attractive. No, not sexy. Too hot. Doc has a stutter. Yeah. What but makes he's like him the leader of the group? What makes him Doc? Because she guessed he that glasses. he was Doc. Okay. I'm just saying he has glasses and he's the obvious leader of the group. And so right. I don't know how she gets who that wants he was to dog. fight Grumpy all the time. No, he doesn't want to fight him. He, he's not constantly but he's the at counter odds. to him. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Doc is always trying to like be positive and move forward, and Grumpy's always like naysaying. Bashful has intense social anxieties. He's very cute though. Yeah, but like it's really Dopey's needs some very therapy. Sweet. They're all most of them, even Grumpy's sweet. They're very sweet. Yeah, Grumpy is, I mean, he's a little cynical, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, so they agree to let her world. stay. Yeah. She tells him that she's the princess. She says she can't go back because the queen's going to kill her. And they're like, we are going to protect you. You can stay with us. She makes them dinner, but she makes them wash first. She and they be- have to do the. Yeah, she thing. becomes their mommy. She does. She's like, I'll basically be your mom. I'll clean up. I'll cook for you. I'll mend your clothes. I'll do everything for you. And they have one glorious night yes. together where they sing and dance. And she sings, Someday My Prince Will Come. Yeah, that's a and good song. It is a good song. Oh, maybe that's the one that was so warbly. That's the one I was talking about that was like so warbly that I like don't know if I ever knew all the words before. Yeah. Um, the Wishing Well song is pretty straightforward, and I love that one because it's, like, echoey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have her sleep in their pushed-together beds because their beds are still pushed together. Yeah. <laughs> and they all sleep downstairs. Oh, but there is a very long scene of them dancing and playing. And this is when you were talking about how I was, like, the whole thing of them washing up and then the whole dancing and singing, like, Snow White was there. Yeah. But she is very much the mom. Like, she wasn't, like... Silly, like she did dance around with them, but they are the ones who are silly. And like, it was really more the dwarves' story than I thought. The basic sanitized story of Snow White that we know, thanks to Disney, frames this whole movie out. But so much of the movie is classic cartoon mm-hmm. hijinks. The little animals like 
bumping into each other, dancing around. The turtle being always silly. getting spun around and left behind. The the seven dwarves just like kind of like picking on each other and like almost doing like organized uh dance bits like you maybe would see in like a Fred Astaire yeah. movie or something like that. But, but like not a little as bit of potty humor that. maybe. Yeah. In like, that direction of what was okay in the day. Yeah, just like a like a gags one two one two kind of like like a classic cartoon style. Yeah. So it really is just like one of those their approach was like, yeah, let's do uh, you know, one of our ten minute animation features, mm-hmm. make it an hour and a half mm-hmm. and just Put it all, frame it around this fairy tale. Yeah, and I know that actually took way longer than 30 seconds, but we we went on some tangents, but the rest of it's really short because the next day they leave her. Yeah, and they're like, don't let anyone in. No one stays to watch the princess who's actively trying (laughs) to be murdered by a queen. We'll protect you by telling you, don't open the door. Then what does the fucking bitch do? Well, we watched the queen... Go through the oh, process great, of the spells yeah. to transform into, like, the old hag woman. I love that, too, when she's like, and this goes in to make me old, and this to make my voice deep, and th- it's so good. Yeah, and then when she turns, like, this lady, you could tell she's just, like, she should she should just stay in that form because she seemed to enjoy it so much yeah. and was so intense. But she needs to be beautiful. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> for someone who... For someone who wants to be beautiful, she really enjoyed being a hag. She seemed to come into her own. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's her she, heart. Her heart is a hag. And then she had a like a. Then she created the poison apple, and a, and she goes to Snow White, and it's actually super creepy. It's so creepy. Where Snow White like looks, and there she is at the Just window. In the window. Yeah, and like, then so creepy. And then she feigns like she's a fragile woman, so Snow White lets her in, and she talks her almost overdoes it. She like, heard her singing the wishing song in the beginning. Mm. And so I think that what she did is she said, this is how I get this girl. Yeah. And like you said, she talks her into eating the apple by saying, oh, it's you, a wishing apple. Yeah. If you make a wish and you take a bite, you will get your wish. And she, But like, so Snow White's holding it and she's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take a bite. And it, and it's, That's good, good. And it's like over the top, so but also genuinely creepy as well. Yeah. And of course- Snow White bites the apple, and you just see her hand, like, fall. That was, like, so dramatic. Yeah. Like, you see the witch's face watching her losing consciousness, but you don't see... That was dark. Yeah. Because the witch is just like... And then, like, you just see this, like, white arm, this little, like, snow white arm fall out with this red apple rolls out of her hand and it's very dramatic. Were I the witch and I really wanted her out of the picture, I maybe would have just stabbed her or something after she flopped, but... You know, it, it's weird because on one hand it's like Snow White was dumb, but on the other hand it's like she was very sheltered and naive even though she was treated like shit. And this is a place where magic exists. Mm. So the idea that this could be a wishing apple is totally within the realm of possibility. And Snow White is so simple and sweet that, of course, she believes it. And she doesn't see... She's like, oh, you poor old lady. Like, all she sees is, like, a fragile old woman. She's not, like, looking at context clues because she's honestly never had anyone try to hurt her before. Right. Like, she's very sheltered. Like, it's very kind of... Sad, like she yeah. really, and and also that's the other thing. And I know we haven't gotten into it, and I'll try not to harp on it too much. But it's the whole like someday my prince will come and save me bullshit. That's like 
I can't take care of myself. As good as that song is. It is a great song. But yeah, it's like, I can't take care of myself. I need a man to take care of me. And until that man comes, I'm just waiting. Yeah. Because I'm nothing until he finds me. Yeah. Like, it's so I'll just clean this door fast. Right. But anyway, so, so then while this is happening, while the witch is there, what else is happening? Uh, well, the dwarves are. Oh, the birds. The animals, the animals are trying shit. to get the dwarves to like, hey, something crazy's going on. Because mm-hmm. the animals are trying to warn Snow White, but she's an idiot. Yeah. And so they didn't try hard enough. Yeah. So the dwarves are like, they finally realize something's up, and they start to run back, and they chase the the queen hag woman like up some rocks. Yeah, they get there like as she's leaving and catch and, her, and she's cackling, and there's buzzards following her. And then, like, she gets on the edge of a cliff, and they're, like, straight up, like, kill that bitch. And then lightning strikes, and because while she's trying to, she's trying to roll let a, a boulder, boulder on them. Yeah. the lightning strikes, and the boulder and the cliff breaks off, and she falls, and the boulder falls behind her, which alludes, because back in the day in these old cartoons, they'd fucking die. Like, the villains yeah. would just straight up die. And you see the buzzards, like fly down after which i thought was really awesome that was so cool and i honestly don't know if i realized that she died when i was a kid either because you just don't you don't pick up those clues the other thing i thought was really interesting and i honestly like i know the heart thing because of the lore of it but i thought that was more brothers grim i didn't remember that the heart bit was actually in this yeah yeah but they don't show a heart the hunter is really waiting to see if they were going to show the hunter the hunter presents a pig's heart to the queen Claiming it's Snow White, but we don't see any of that. She's right. just holding the box, and she's like, "No." When the when when the mirror says that Snow White is still the fairest, that's how the queen knows to go eat, go try to give her the apple. She's like, "No, I have her heart in this box." And, and the mirror is like, like "No, now no, you no, don't." No. And then she's like, "It's a pig's," or he tells her it's a pig's heart, and she's like, "Ah, so mad." They never show the heart, but like that's part of the story still in this yeah. child story that you ripped a heart out of a young girl. Right. You even think about it. And so the 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 queen's concept behind the apple is that like she's asleep, but it looks like she's dead. So they think they're going to bury her. But the dwarves are so enamored with Snow White that they just put her in the glass coffin, like we, linen. We get texts, yeah, like <laughs> Vladimir, like our boy Vladimir Lenin. You know, I would, uh, uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't go to Russia right now, but it would be kind of cool to go. I think that's in. Where is that? Is that a Moscow, St. Petersburg? I would kind of like think that'd be kind of a cool thing to see. Sure. But, um, but that she's too hot. She's too beautiful. So they just put her in a glass coffin. Text skips to the point of the the handsome prince singing well, in the woods. Yes, but it has been like fall to winter to spring. Yeah. So they have been. They spent one evening with this girl yeah and ever since that evening they have been worshiping her lifeless body like her and all the all the woodland creatures when the prince shows up because he heard tale of the beautiful woman in the coffin yeah when the prince shows up they're literally on their knees in a circle around her the animals and the dwarves yeah they're like worshiping her they're bringing her flowers bringing her things and this is the fucking shittest part yeah. To be honest, is the prince goes up and he kisses her and you think, oh, that makes sense because he sees this girl that he did fall in love with. And he's like, oh, shit, it is the girl that I've been looking for. And now she's dead and he kisses her. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. But then she wakes up and immediately is like, goodbye. Goodbye, <laughs> yeah. everyone. Like, it's very like, much like, fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You all <laughs> Thanks got- for watching my body for 
six months. So that prince, um, uh, wanted prince charming was came into he was he was going to fuck a dead body. No. Yeah, he was. That's the Sleeping Beauty story. But he came in, and he doesn't know that this woman is going to uh, wake up after he kisses her. He thinks she's dead, and that Why she's just preserved. What actually happened? He doesn't think. He, he thinks she's dead. That's what and I'm he saying. Was just giving her a last kiss. Have you never? You listen. People kiss dead people sometimes. Just sweetly when you're saying goodbye to them. I've done it. I think his intentions may have been a little dark. Is all I'm saying. So if she hadn't woke up, you think he was going to wait till all the dwarves and animals went to bed and he was going to fuck her? He on was that probably going to murder the box. dwarves so he could have his uh, be be a full necrophile with Snow White. Why you got to make things dirty? The I'm pretty sure the brothers Grimm made this fucked up long before I did. What I'm telling you is the. I don't, well, listen, I don't remember that part of the Brothers Grimm from Snow White. I know that's part of the Sleeping Beauty story. Oh, okay. That she has a child while she's asleep. Oh, wow. So I don't know. I could be wrong. That might be part of the Snow White story, but I know it's part of the Sleeping Beauty story. Mm, okay. So. Well, thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. No. But that is. Um... That's it. They go away. And then there's a castle in the clouds. Yeah. You, I, I assume the the prince is her. If she's the princess and he's the prince and they're siblings, they didn't clarify one way or the other. So I think it's safe to assume. But that's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, a classic from 1937. Yep. Disney's first full length animated feature, mm -hmm. the one that started it all, uh, the one that led to. Um, you know, people you know being really obsessed with going to that theme park sometimes multiple times a year, mm. spending our whole savings account on not one ours. on one trip. Not ours. We don't. We're and not. not our, I'm saying the equivalent of our savings account oh, at, yeah. at least. Yeah. Just we dropping could blow it our savings this. account if we Jeez. wanted to go. Go like we we went to we were just at a at a hotel on the grounds. We weren't even in Disney proper. We were by that Main Street mm -hmm. area where you could go in and mm -hmm. where it's basically Disney, but more towards the, for the public. Yeah, yeah. And. I think it's called like downtown Disney or something. Yeah, like it, it was like, it was like living life in an airport where everything is like three times more expensive yeah. than it is. Like a can of ginger ale is like seven fifty, and it's like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm fine with. I'm not against any of these like movies or anything. A good movie is a good movie, but sure. for fuck's sake, like that doesn't sound enjoyable to me at all to go and do all that. We also don't have children, so and also the only reason we were in that hotel was because of a work conference. We did not choose to go. We would not yeah, have gone there on a vacation. That's true, but we did enjoy the time there. Yeah, it was fine. But again, it wasn't something that we would ever like do on our own. So that's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and uh, you're going to, we're going to, how many times are we going to hump this each? We're going to hump this one through five times. I'm going to hump this one through five times. We'll combine our humping. We'll join together and hump uh, for the, for a best out of 10, and from there, we will stick it in our tiered rankings. Uh, let me, I'll go first. Okay. You know, you can nitpick certain things mm -hmm. especially with the modern context of what we know now oh, and sure. what seems ridiculous and yeah there's as far as like a full on story 
it's pretty thin. Like, most people know the story even if they've never even watched this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. But that's not a big deal. Mm-mm. You know, a, a plot can be sparse. It can be all about the visuals. It can be all about the style of something. There's there's different angles to make a memorable in a good movie. And I would say that this movie is actually very memorable. And you put in the context of animation history and... um, It's it, maybe the most important. And one of the most beautiful, beautiful looking uh, pictures. Yeah. If you think about the human handwork involved, the the labor required the the Walt Disney as an L. Ron Hubbard style cult leader uh, forcing people to draw mm-hmm. hands over and over and over and over again and you gotta sometimes when you look at a, a, a like a really long term cult that really made it through the decades you're not gonna really as- ascribe to everything that that cult does but you gotta look back and be like you know what I can't hate you really pulled off some cult shit. You really mainstream that shit. Good job, Joseph Smith. Good job. You might be shady, but I ain't no player hater. You know what I'm saying? How many times did you hump this movie, Bob? 4.25 times. Ooh. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the historical context of it matters. And to think about how they used to do this. And God, even when animated feature films became more popular and I mean, it was that factory style for Disney for a long time. Yeah. Even other even other studios still did not hit it with such specificity that the way that the way these movies did in their mm-hmm. day. And and just and also it's just kind of like a personal aesthetic. Like I actually like this style of old cartoony stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just something that I've always been drawn to. So that might be a little biased there on my part. But I think it is a worthy film in the annals of film history. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's like 100% perfect, uh, but yeah, I got to give it a 4.25. Okay. So I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I agree with everything that you said. Um, and four is definitely above average. Four okay. is my four is mine for this one. Um, you take- it was really nice to go back to it. Yeah, it was, it was really nice it to was, revisit. It's definitely worth revisiting, and I, I would recommend it. If, like a lot of things don't age well for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, but that's just, yeah, the past isn't as uh, conscientious as the present. There are we some know. very problematic know. moments for sure. The past, the past was a little bit more ignorant and rude. Who'd have thought? Yeah. But, like we don't have to like beat that horse. No, 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 no. But uh, yeah, you take your four with my four point. Two five. That is eight point two five. That brings it to a tier ranking. Ooh. Our first, our third movie discussion, and is our first a tier. A tier. That's good. I'm glad it's an a tier. So, select this. It is a tier. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Not dwarves. Dwarfs. <laughs> I feel like your tiers are much nicer than my like college gra- or high school grading. It, it is a little numbers bit. were <laughs> in some respect it's lenient, in other respects it's hard. There's like a pretty strong drop off after. Oh, the that C's. makes sense. Um, or is an under. F like under one. Uh, it's uh, I'll tell it. Oh to yeah, you. one of the tiers. The S tier, which is superior tier. Oh, that's what the kids. Oh do. right, yes, that's yes, what the kids yes, do. Yes, it's a nine point five to a ten. Okay. So that's a very minimal window superior. for a superior tier movie. That makes sense. 
A is 7.75. Oh, let me, let me, uh, blank this. To 9.5. To 9.25. Okay. Because the next one is 9.5 to 10. Got it, got it, got it, got it. It's a little, I had to kind of be like, oh, wait, I had to change this myself. That makes sense. Uh, B tier is 6 to 7.5. Okay. That's B tier. C tier is 4.5 to 5.75. That makes sense. D tier, and this is kind of one of the a broader range here, mm-hmm. is 2.5 to 4.25. Okay. Anything under a 2.25, 2.25 and under is F tier. Wow. So, so yeah. All right. So let me put the amount here uh, directed by David Hand, I think that guy's name is. And it's uh, 8.25. That's right. So we got a C tier, a B tier, and an A tier. Yeah. What's going to be our first S tier, huh? Mmm. 8.25. I have some ideas, but we'll see. We'll have to really love something. Yeah, I mean, the, the it's... Uh, you know, it's it's a, a hard status to hit. You got to be a nine and a half and up. So that truly I mean, is a superior movie. We basically both have to give it a 4.75 or higher. Yep. So. Or like a five and a 4.5. We essentially have to go near perfect. Dang. Too perfect. So, I mean, I can maybe think of one or two that might hit it, but I can't think of many. Yeah. You know, well, there'll be plenty of movie discussions in the future. So we will see. So, hi-ho, hi-ho. Death to all traitors. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Movie Humpers podcast. You can also watch video of our discussions over at the Movie Humpers YouTube channel, which is our main home. You can support us by subscribing and liking stuff over at our YouTube channel. Rating and reviewing our podcast wherever that can be done helps out as well. My Twitch handle is your very own Bob Sham. Twitch won't let me change it for two months. We hope to stream certain episodes live, and that will likely be the place. You can follow Movie Humpers over on Instagram. We keep it simple and straightforward over there. You can also check out my shitty Twitter account under the handle at Culture Rotter. Email us over at moviehumpers at gmail.com and tell us anything. Write us a story. I like emails. Not every email. Actually, most are terrible, but personable emails are always nice. Maybe I'll start an email list. That's all, folks. Thanks for listening. Death to all traitors.